0: Jeff Krupp. Hey, good morning, everybody. So great
1: to be with you today on Freedom Friday. Yes, that's what Fridays is, where I, as your benevolent dictator talk show host, and I am so benevolent. <laughs> anyway, I give you the freedom to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. It's really easy. Just pick up the phone and call 503-589. 1220 that's 503-589-1220 that is the power buick gmc talk line and you can reach me there or you can send me an email you know like the one i'm going to read you from jim here new jersey yeah anyway it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm News. Apparently, the Biden crime family, by the way, there's a story here on the <clears throat> Liberty Daily. The Biden crime family wanted billions, not millions, but billions from the corrupt Ukrainian gas company, Arisma. Wow. Billions. Not just millions, but billions. Yeah, you know, if you think... Um, by the way, that Oregon's uh, Measure 114 is bad, and it is highly unconstitutional. If you think that's bad, <clears throat> Jim has an email about new Joyce. Jersey. Joyce how I said it, because I had a guy I worked with, in an international organization, was um, from Joyce, and he would talk that way. But also, there's some other things going on, including. Ben Edel, who is one of the complainants in the Mark Thielman and his lawsuit. Well, he's got a tweet out. And thank you to Anna from Oregon People's Vote for sending this to me late last night. or actually early this morning. Ben Edel, yesterday, the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals accepted their appeal over the dismissal. And Ben Edel went hard against the Secretary of State, who basically said the dismissal of their lawsuit was, well, it's based on the merits of their case. No, it wasn't. It was based on a technical issue. The Ninth Circuit will get to explore the opportunity and... The Ninth Circuit has agreed to an expedited hearing. Now, this is all part of what Mark Thielman told us on Monday, right? And he was on the show. They're asking to go straight to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, the Ninth Circuit has said, okay, well, we'll take your case on an expedited basis. That's actually okay. Because, again, the Oregon Department of Justice wants this case out of the way, all the way to the Supreme Court. They do not want this question to be answered by the U.S. Supreme Court prior to the elections. And Ben Edel makes a, an important point in his Twitter um, feed. That the breaking news is that the Ninth Circuit accepted the accelerated appeal of Mark Thielman and Ben Edel and and Senator uh, Linthicum, who was on this show also on Tuesday. They accepted that. That's the breaking news. But then he goes on uh, to talk about that the bill wasn't heard, or excuse me, the lawsuit was not heard on its merits. It was only tossed for technical reasons. And that you are lying Secretary of State, no matter who you are, you are lying. Yeah, Front Page Magazine has this story today. Oh, and by the way, going to let you know this is Freedom Friday. It means you can call, talk about whatever you want to talk about today. I quit pontificating a little bit more quickly, and I take your phone calls on this day. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. At the bottom of the hour, my friend Paul Knoebel, former radio guy. In fact, Paul Knoebel did me a favor. In my first run for public office in 1998, he interviewed me on his radio show. That was the first time I was ever on a radio show and in a radio studio. It was in my general election race. Might have been my primary race also. I'm just trying to remember. Anyway, uh, Paul Knobel joins us to talk about what he's what he needs your help for something that he is doing on his own to get the continued word out about the sound of freedom movie. He needs your help. And he's going to talk about that at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, it's Freedom Friday. If you want to talk about something. That's political Anyway. Give us a call, 503 589 1220. That's the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Maybe you want to talk about Governor Tina Kotek signing a bunch of bills yesterday. You know, like Senate Bill 611, the one that finally puts what they wanted all along the cap on rent increases. Now, you say they passed that bill a long time ago, didn't they? Yeah, but it was based on inflation, and Joe Biden took care of that, along with Democrats in Oregon who passed all these rules and regulations that have added that it just exploded, inflation. Some landlords were able to increase rents by 14%, you know, to keep up with inflation. Thank you, Democrats. No, that's not enough. Now they got to ratchet it down. So now this one limits it to 7% plus inflation or 10%, which is lower. So if you have a rental unit, Are you aware of Senate Bill 611 she signed? How about this? House Bill 3395. It aims to remove the bureaucratic bundles and streamline the approval process for affordable housing construction. And how are they doing that? They're increasing the size of government. They're gonna put $48 million into the effort to just reduce the restrictions and regulations that local government puts on. 48 million bucks to reduce. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, and what, where does most of the money go? Well, most of that $48 million is subsidies for low-income college students. And money for housing for agricultural workers. So in other words, it really doesn't deal with its, the root cause of why it's so expensive to build anything in Oregon. You know, affordable housing, it doesn't deal with that at all, really. Now, it does put some money to make the bureaucracy bigger, but it really is just a subsidy. So much for streamlining. The approval process, and by the way, the headline on Oregon Watchdog is the headline from OPB, Oregon Public Broadcasting. Where this story says Oregon Governor Tina Kotek approves billions. Let me say that again: billions to be spent on the housing crisis. It's a housing crisis. You just you can read everything here. It's billions, folks. Senate Bill 5511, which is the budget bill for housing and community services. It includes, get this, 2.5 billion and 441 new positions to this state agency. Again, $2.5 $2.5 billion and and 441 new state employees, folks. 441 new state employees. Oh, and there's money there for rental assistance. $6 million for eviction prevention services. In other words, $6 million for hiring lawyers to fight you as a landlord. If you, under and in accordance of the law, evict somebody who's trashing your property. So let me ask you something. Do any of you out there who own rental units, what are you going to do now with these bills that fund the law? By the way, this is the state government, you and I as taxpayers. You know what this is? This is funding what Multnomah County voters rejected. By 82%, Multnomah County voters rejected at the ballot box in May. That measure that would have created a new tax on rich people to fund lawyers to fight the eviction process. It failed by 82%. Folks, that's Portland. That's Multnomah County. So what do the Democrats do? Oh, they just fund it a different way. They use your tax dollars all across the state of Oregon, not just Multnomah County. They use your tax dollars to fight you as a landlord when you evict somebody under the rules of the law. How does it make you feel? Rent, rent cap? Subsidizing the people that rent your house? Well, that's probably a good thing. And then funding lawyers to sue you. Unbelievable, folks. Billions, the story says. Billions growing a state agency by 441 new positions. And by the way, there is a link to that bill. You know how big an increase that is in the size of that agency? almost 30% growth in one, two year budget cycle. 30%. By the way, this is how they managed to um, hide the continued PERS problem, the unfunded liability problem. You see, if you can continue to grow the number of workers who enroll in PERS that adds more money into the system and it makes it look like the system is funded. It ain't folks. The returns that are guaranteed in the public employees retirement system are not sustainable. This thing will come, mark my words, will continue to bite us in the rear end in continuing years. The Biden administration is urging the Supreme Court to reinstate regulations on ghost guns. Supreme Court ruled against ghost guns and a federal judge struck it down. Earlier this month, Biden administration says, well, you as the Supreme Court, you should uh, you should rethink your decision at New York State and you should overturn this federal judge's ruling about ghost guns, which impacts Oregon, by the way, it clearly impacts House Bill 2005, which I might remind you, Kim Canope, Vicky B. Iverson allowed the pass." When we come back, a great email from Jim on New Jersey and Guns. We are
0: Call Jeff now at 503 589 1240. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. It is uh, 22 minutes past the top of the hour again at the bottom of the hour. Paul Knoebel, former radio broadcaster, political, conservative, Christian activist. needs your help. Regarding the Sound of Freedom movie, he'll share with us what he's doing in other places around the state and why he needs your help specifically here in the Mid Valley area. I want to thank uh, My Power Honda for being one of our sponsors. MyPowerHonda.com. It's Power Honda. Down in Albany, they are a uh, a great dealership. They're part of that power auto group, and they well, they're just really good to work with. And this is this is so important that you know when we in America, regardless of whether we like these um, electric vehicles or not, this whole thing about cars and combustion engines and climate change madness impacts how and what you drive, how much you drive. One of the things about owning a Honda is they're very fuel efficient vehicles. And you'll see that if you go to their website, mypowerhonda.com. They have 929 vehicles available today. You can search new and pre-owned, certified, by the way. See what they have in inventory. You can find a new Honda vehicle, one that's fuel efficient. Because the left's idea is to keep driving the price of gas up and up and up, fueling inflation making your middle-class life almost impossible to to be enjoyed, to live prosperously in America. That's what the left wants to do, because they want to force you out of any internal combustion engine. So as gas prices rise, the need to have a fuel-efficient vehicle also rises. And that's where Power Honda comes into play. Check out their, again, Their website and their inventory of new and previously owned certified vehicles. Go to mypowerhonda.com, mypowerhonda.com. Jim's email about New Jersey is, well, let me just read it to you. Again, speaking of the impossible, he writes, New Jersey has enacted their own unique version of permit to carry training. And then he offers up an excerpt from the Ammo Land News article about this. Quote, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, the official NRA state affiliate, has taken initial steps to overturn the New Jersey State Police training requirements that were issued last week. These requirements absurdly compel ordinary citizens to meet the same training requirements as members of law enforcement in order to obtain a carry permit. Now this is different than the Oregon law, but it's not that far different. He writes, maybe they can get a federal judge to rule on the constitutionality of a problem that doesn't exist because it's not a problem because it doesn't exist as a problem, but that they can't rule out the existence of future problems of non-existent permit programs. That's how absurd this whole thing is. Thank you, Jim. Uh, for that email and we'll go on and on we want to go right to the phones it is Freedom Friday that means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today anything's on the table 503-589-1220 it's the Power Buick GMC talk line let's go to Art Art good morning
2: hey
3: Jeff
1: happy Friday same to you
3: (laughs) I wanted it. speaking of global warming, I wonder what it would cost all these builders to uh, put together this affordable housing and comply with all the global warming requirements and the return, obviously, on the investment. I mean, if they have to comply with all these global warming requirements on this housing, uh, obviously the renter—I mean the owners—have to recoup the investment. Right. And how can you make that affordable? I mean, we know to comply with all these rules and regulations on this scam uh, are just ridiculous. So, what does that add to the cost? of all these supposed rentals and the affordability of the people who are building them to recoup the investment
1: well that's part of the problem is you know if if you're gonna buy a rental home finance it this this impacts the financing of rental properties It, it really does and I got to tell you, there's a story about this also, by the way, that is related, Art, in the Willamette Week. Portland Bureau, four Portland Bureau directors, Portland City Bureau directors, are objecting to the consolidation of the permitting processes. Because what they're trying to do, and they admit in this article, Art, that it's an incredible mess and it has been for years. And they're trying to streamline it so they can do what? actually build affordable housing and make it not so... Art, in some places in Portland, it costs you $100,000 to get a permit to build a
3: house. Yeah, it's a scam, Jeff. It's all a scam to screw us and to make it so we can't afford to build this housing because of all the dang requirements, especially to uh, address the false global warming garbage.
1: How true. Art, thanks so much. Great point. Great, Art great. It all. Have a wonderful weekend. Back in a moment with Paul Knoebel, The Sound of Freedom movie, how you can help him keep it going.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We're back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Welcome to Freedom Friday here on Political Coffee. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Politically, that is doesn't have to be anything I'm throwing out there. What's on your mind? You got something we're going to get off your chest? This is your day. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am. By the way, before I go to Paul Knoebel in a moment here, folks, just because Karen Immigrant, the federal judge who ruled that, hey, measure of 114 is constitutional, Just because she was a Trump appointee, and she was, doesn't mean that she believes in the Constitution the way Trump does. Or you and I do. You know why? Because there's a corrupt rule within the U.S. Senate that allows Democrats, the the U.S. senators from that state, doesn't matter what state it is to put forward a nominee for federal judges, or they also have the ability to block a president's nominee. So there's a corrupt Faustian bargain for lack of a better term. Wyden and Merkley, as you know, are liberals. They're leftists. There's no way they were going to approve of Trump appointees that are constitutional, strict constitutionalists, in their view of constitution. So they put forward Karen Immigrant, and she gets approved by the Senate. Trump had no choice. She's a liberal folks who has no fidelity to the constitution when it comes to specifically The Republic. And thanks, Jim. Yes, she was a Democrat, then an independent, now, quote-unquote, a Republican. Means nothing, folks. (laughs) Means absolutely nothing. And if you think it's bad in Oregon with Measure 114, how about this new law that's being proposed in Massachusetts? Listen to this. It'll require mandatory registration of all firearms and your ammunition clips. It bans people under 21 from purchasing or carrying semi-automatic shotguns and rifles. And it prohibits firearm carrying on private property unless there's expressed permission. The left will never stop because they know the only way they can take over America, ultimately, to disarm us. Joining us is Paul Cenoble. Paul, uh, good morning. Thanks for uh spending some time with us today.
4: Good morning, chap. We'll never give up our guns.
1: No, nor should we. Uh all right. So you have a an absolute you have been touched by the Sound of Freedom movie and you believe that this needs to continue on. You have a special project that you're spearheading, that you actually are putting in place and is happening in other counties and other places. Why don't you describe for our listeners what your project is and how you need their help?
4: Yeah, i be happy to. There's about 10 counties so far that are involved in this project, and what we're trying to do is spread the word about Sound of Freedom. Uh, hopefully every last citizen will see that movie. You can't possibly go to the movie and not come out a different person. Um, and I, I actually think that about 10, 20 years from now, when, when all things get changed around and we get our restored re, uh, constitutional republic, then one of the things we're going to look back at is this movie being out and seeing that as a big turning point in the country. Um, the, the demonic way that children are being used by these, uh, I don't know what you would call them, human beings that are taking five- and six-year-olds and making them into prostitutes, tortured every day, raped five or six times a day for 10 years. It's just uh, hard to even imagine. And it was amazing how well the movie depicted and made an adventure story out of such a horrible topic and did it in a really tasteful way.
1: Very true. So one of the shocking revelations that you made me aware of is the producer of the film, Eduardo. His comment that these kids, these child sex slaves, after 10 years, are brought to Southern Oregon where they're murdered and their organs are harvested. That's a stunning thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. Eduardo Verastegui was on Fox, uh, one of the Fox shows, and on the interview, he brought up Southern Oregon. So uh, we can't just, uh, you know, turn a blind eye on it at this point. Something needs to be done. I didn't know it at the time I started this sign campaign. I know it's just such an important issue, especially since 80% of the consumption consumption of children happens in the United States. And um, uh, we can't just let it stand. So I started a sign campaign to promote the the video. We made two uh, field signs, like the Four by eight, like when you see somebody running for governor, same kind of signage, but really, really professionally done. We made a dark and a light background ones, and we're getting them out throughout the state. We're hoping to get them, especially on the I-5 corridor, where a lot of this trafficking goes up and down the highway. So uh, we've gotten a number of counties involved. Douglas County has really stood out as a leader right now. Um, They ordered like 10 signs just on faith, uh, brought them to a Republican meeting of all places. And out of that, they passed a hat and raised about $600 towards buying signs, those 10 plus another 12. So they're really going to town. Once you go through Douglas County now in Roseburg, you'll see those signs on the highway. We're trying to do the same thing throughout the valley here. Um, Salem so far, there's nobody that's taken a lead and what I'm trying to do is find somebody that will be a point person in each county that will take the lead, that will find people to help put up the signs, that will help collect money for the signs and just be a promotional person overall, a goodwill ambassador for the movie. Many people, as as I said, that will see it, I think will be changed by it and will have a different view of things and we need to do something to rescue the children.
1: Absolutely. And now with the revelations of the Department of Homeland Security whistleblower that as many as 83,000 of these young minors that have come across illegally the southern border, they've simply lost track of them in America. How many of them have been sold into sex slavery and will end up being murdered? Their lives ruined forever. I mean, yeah, it's, and I, it's I just think stunning. It's more
4: than that, I think it's that those eighty-three thousand are uh, they're they're given a phone number that's stapled to their clothing, and not only does our country not do anything about it, lets them come across, but calls the number, and somebody comes and picks them up. This is organized by the cartel, so they're getting picked up and put into this uh, slave trade. It's incredible. So, I I can't imagine how anybody could. Just stand and do nothing about it.
1: Well, and again, yesterday on the show, I asked the question Does anybody at DOJ have knowledge of any active investigations, a whistleblower at the Oregon Department of Justice into mm-hmm. sex child slavery in Oregon, trafficking? And how is this that Eduardo knows about it being, and who's doing it down in Southern Oregon? Do the state police know? Yes. Okay, These Those are, questions, are the questions that need to be answered. That's right. And legislators need to be asking that question. Now, in the last couple of minutes, again, what is it that you specifically need in Marion County?
4: Okay. And Lynn County. And, and I, Lynn County. I have an email address that I'll give out is um, signs at all right. One word, all right. Dot news signs at all right. Dot news. And you can get in touch with me. Anybody can, to, if you want to, even if you want to sign. But we're looking for people that would be take a more organized, uh, organizational approach, and will help work with others and work on this project. Be a little bit more dedicated to it, to help get this done, to get signs distributed. We want to see I-5 plastered from north to south. We want to send those mes- uh, that message to traffickers. And the key line on it, whether or not the movie is out, I suspect it'll be out for another two months in the, in the theaters, the way it's it, on its trajectory it's going. But the the, the tagline on the, these boards is God's children are not for sale. And that's such a great message that needs to be heard and needs to be distributed. So this is the first part of something I think that will grow. Just depends on the kind of interest we get as we go along here. I won't stop.
1: So, friends... If you want to help if you feel convicted in your heart to help Paul in Marion and Polk counties to get these signs out not just field signs but yard signs too folks then email him at allright uh, excuse me at signs but signs at, at allright.news now allright is a l l paul yes Yep. A-L-L-R-I-G-H-T right. dot news. Signs at allright dot yep. news. Paul, thanks for keeping the fire burning on this and for doing the right thing. Thanks, Chef. Be blessed. Sign at allright.news. Paul needs your help. It's a worthy cause. There's a life changing movement for so many. Back in a moment at 648.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of political coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. This is your last opportunity to call or email to sound off on anything. If you want to send an email, it's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one from Julie. Pond scum, she writes. Little wonder the military cannot meet enlistment quotas. Hate America, ADHD, meds, poor physical condition. Now we have Bo Bergdahl having his court-martial's verdict reversed. You know, Bergdahl, the one who left his post while on duty. One person was killed and several injured looking for him. He came home when Obama traded six inmates from Gitmo. I'm sure they're very busy in Cabal today. By doing this, Bergdahl will receive veterans benefits. He's free. He should be sitting in Leavenworth or buried in their cemetery after receiving the punishment he truly earned, death by firing squad. Rich writes an email about Salem Heights School. Apparently Salem Heights School at Madrone and Liberty Street. Um, come on email. said his friend goes by there every day and enjoys watching the progress as they're doing some work on it. As a retired contractor, prior to putting on, he's disappointed to see a rotten fascia board. Was not replaced? Prior to putting on a new roof, Rich writes, but I guess under prevailing wage, who cares? The sad thing is the, the rotten board is on the winter weather side of the school and just above the school sign. And he provides a picture of that. Yikes. Dale writes, those people that believe in global warming are known as climtards. They believe that climate can be changed by paying a CO2 tax to the government. Corby writes regarding human trafficking. Jeff, people need to wake up and stop being so naive. DOJ politicians, judges, law enforcement, public school system, CPS, they're all in on it. I've heard several interviews from victims that escaped from it. They ask why they didn't report it. They said, report it to who? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a fair comment. Who do you report it to if you don't trust the system? Margot, uh, by the way, has a couple of minutes on the sound of freedom that she cares about. She's going to be at our executive club meeting, which is going to be Tuesday night, up at Tacos Restaurant In Oregon City, I happen to uh, do that meeting and uh, go from there. Doug writes an email, and then I get to the phones here on Freedom Friday. When it comes to handing over, Freedom Friday, he writes, when it comes to handing over our sovereign power to the state and its duty-filled minions, we should not be scared of the Mao's, Stalins, and Hitlers we should fear are the autocratic millions of people that hallucinate that these paper tigers have the financial dictatorial authority over us. And so do their bidding. Pay for their empires, military, medical, and media industrial complexes. Colluding with tyranny is not something any godly believer does. If your eyes saw what I have seen done with your good citizen tax dollars, there'd be no question about paying those taxes. You wouldn't. By doing so, you're participating in the deception game. Cognitive dissonance is powerful. If you've ever experienced losing a family member to a deceptive and manipulative cult, you'll have to face that same reality today. The only way out is by building alternative institutions, education institutions, financial institutions outside the control web. The goal being a parallel society that is not subject to warfare and that provides a model for a more just and equitable word world. Well now I chastise Doug regularly for not providing solutions so he's providing one today an alternative institutions education, financial outside of the control web. That's what cryptos about. Friends by the way, got to remind you and I'm not a fan of crypto by the way, but doing what he just described is still possible but not for much longer. It all depends who we elect. That's why elections are so important. He would disagree with that, of course. But anyway, Freedom Heating and Air is someone you should not disagree with. Why? Because they're dedicated to keeping you cool in the hot days of summer and warm in the cold days of winter. And if you're not, you're not cool right now with the temperatures where they are, give them a call. 503-580-1456. They'll fix that. 580-1456, 580-1456, freedomheatingandair.net is their website,
2: freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beeps. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. And uh, I'd be happy to have one of those Sound of Freedom uh, uh, signs to put up over the freeway during our flag wave. So you know how sometimes when you're doing God's work, he just sort of sends you a message. Um, last night I was calling for our uh Cuba Libre night, and I hope you come, Jeff, and uh, called an old friend. Uh, She, everybody knows her, um, but I can't really say her name. But uh, I called her and asked her, and she goes, no, I can't come. I'm too busy, you know, going up and down the freeway to Salem all the time. Um, And uh, just, you know, that's, I just can't do another trip. And I told her about what we're going to do and that, you know, Army's going to tell about how her family escaped Cuba and probably talk a little bit about the vax. And then we'll have a few victims that uh, have been hurt by the mandates. Uh, And then, uh, of course, uh, our attorneys talking about the 500 cases they have that they're working on. And she goes, well, you know, I was hurt by the mandate, too. And I go, oh, yeah, you told them about that uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, her husband, um, he, uh, he, got, he got COVID in, in the early stages. Now, he had uh, weight issues, but his big issue was he either lost a full kidney or a half a kidney. He had kidney problems. And uh, he, he was having a hard time breathing when he came down with the COVID. So she took him to the hospital. And I don't know the exact specifics of the story, but they hit him with the remdesivir. And two or three yeah, days nice. later, he's dead.
1: Yep. How sad. Hey, Gary, thank you. Um, and quickly, it's unify.org.
2: unify, or unify, unify org. But Dot that reminded org. me why we're doing this thing. People yes. like her. Who became a a widow and didn't have to. Only because the government wanted to run it, too.
1: Support Unify Oregon, folks. Unify-Oregon.org. They got a big event Saturday night. Gary, thank you. Quickly, Conrad, you're up next. You got to go fast.
3: Good morning, Jeff. See, uh, in my travels, I hang out with a lot of Republicans. And something that I've been hearing is that the Oregon Republican Party is corrupt, et cetera, you know, blah, blah. And, you know, that just sounds like a, I don't know, a, a scapegoat thing or something. But uh, the Republican Party is the only vehicle in Oregon where we're going to get constitutional and conservative candidates elected. And so we need to quit being divided and come together now i can vouch for the mary county